NBA Strayer, how are you going? Hey, gun. That's right, it's Monday, December 6, episode 713 of NBA Strayer. What a wild, wild word this is. This is NBA Strayer. I am your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Rolling Stone, Triple J, whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios... Getting a bit hot in here, actually. A bit warm. Lovely day here in Melbourne. Either way, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of a crazy, wild, and wacky NBA season while repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. Uh, we don't take things too seriously around here. We leave that for the nerds. God, they love to be serious. Uh, but big weekend. We're here to wrap it up for you. Paul, and they fired their president of basketball ops. LeBron's complaining about the COVID testing. The Hornets have no players because of COVID. They're still winning. And uh, the Suns, they finally lost after 18 games. An entire month of not losing. And then they did. Also, there are other games. So they're in the uh, NBA Australia game wraps. So we've got weekend winners and losers. It's all going on. There's That's Not an Eyeful, Mate, No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball, Dickhead of the Weekend. We've got Yeah Nas. We've got the Unpopular Opinion of the Day. And we've got our back takeouts. Where we're serving up a flame grilled take. There's Australian Player Watch. A couple of good games from Patty on the weekend. And we've got an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. That's a really good one. And I think we're going to throw in a bonus Shane Hill Shoot a Shoot, Shoot Your Shot, Light Him Up Award. And uh, then we'll preview the... Oh, it's a big slate of games tomorrow. Ten. Ten games. So the previews and picks for each of those. And we'll finish off with a... Giddy... No, he's back! That's right! Giddy Six. So Delhi's back to do the Delhi review. Wow. Been a long time coming. All right, episode 713 of NBA Australia. Let's go. All right, support for NBA Australia comes from manscaped.com. And look. I'll tell you what, they're the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and also a bunch of other really good just men's grooming products. I'll tell you that much. Give your balls a spritz. I'll tell you what will change your bloody life. Uh, they also just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia and New Zealand. And, uh, yeah, it's 4.0. That's better than one, two, or three, which is good. Uh, so join over two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Uh, that includes myself, my old man, uh, other people I know, including co-host of NFL Australia, Gaz. Uh, <laughs> with this exclusive, uh, use your words, Jimmy. With this exclusive offer, just for you. Can you tell I've had too much coffee today already? Twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code Strayer at Manscaped.com. Seriously, we got to try this out. One of the few first few folks here in uh, this great southern land of ours, and I love it. You know the you know the beats here, right? It's about the precision engineered tools. Well, this one's wireless. It's got the ceramic no nicks advanced skin safe technology. Just like this house, mate. No bloody nicks here. You got the light. It's waterproof. It's got everything you need. Look after your uh, old fella down there and uh, make it look great. Make it look presentable. It's Christmas soon. Just chop a Christmas tree into it. Make it look pretty uh, gnarly. Just go hog wild on your hog. <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> so much fun, seriously. But it basically comes down to the simple fact, if you're shaving your face with the shave that you use on your nuts, A, that's gross. B, you need to grow up and get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer. With Manscaped, you'll make me time the best time. 
Seriously, it becomes like just an absolute pleasure to have a crack at this. So you'll get some nice smooth boyos out of it. It's pretty awesome. And uh, you'll get 20% off free shipping with the code Australia. Your balls will thank you, and so will literally anybody else who goes anywhere near them this holiday season. So 20% off and free shipping with the code Strayer at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code Strayer. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Or you better watch out for the uh, ongoing march of age, if you're me. God damn it. So I played pub cricket for the second week in a row. This is the thing. When you're my age, you just don't play sport two weekends in a row. You just can't do it. So played pub cricket. We had an awesome day. We sank a million tins. Beautiful day for it. I notched my uh, first ever 50. It made 61. Pretty happy with that. Took a couple of weeks as well. Good day for Jimmy, of course. As I'm out there, I'm just like, I'm just going to fucking feel this for the next two weeks, aren't I? And uh, lo and behold, wake up. Just can't move. Got two giant shiners on my legs. Didn't wear a thigh guard. Big mistake. Copped a couple. Got a couple of big cherries on my thigh, bro. (laughs) It's uh, my back is the problem, though. It's just like out there swinging the bat around. You make 61, knocked a couple of sixes over the fence. Probably lucky. But i tell you what, the back is just ruined. <laughs> God damn it. My shoulder, my back. Ah, oh, I think old mate just needs to take me out the back behind the shed and put me down. <laughs> It'll be a bit easier for everybody. Ah, oh, the ongoing march of age. Righto. Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia. Apparently with me whinging about being old. No, it's the daily whip around. Uh, Neil O'Shea. Uh, one of the banes of PDX Pete's existence, old mate PDX Pete over there in Portland, Oregon, hanging out with his young family, uh, cel- tipping back some celebratory froths this weekend because Neil O'Shea, the architect of a team, it's like, oh, geez, it's not the team. Like, this roster's not too bad, man. It's just not good. What? Neil, you're the one who put together this roster, you fucking idiot. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, nah, man, it's still not my fault, eh? And uh, turns out it was his fault and he got shit canned. But also, this was part of the investigation. If you remember a couple of weeks back, there were some allegations floating around about Neil O'Shea and work practices and creating a toxic work environment. It did very much feel like the Blazers going, hello, this might be an end to being able to legally terminate his contract. And that's exactly what's happened. So... Neil O'Shea on his bike, and I'll tell you what, PDX Pete was uh, pretty excited. I got like a rash of messages from him talking about all this sort of stuff, and uh, here we go. It actually happened. He's the Chris Cuomo of the NBA. <laughs> uh, but so look, he took over what? In 2012, they make a couple of deepish kind of runs, but. They never really got over the top, and this is kind of the thing. We now get the big question mark. Joe Cronin comes in. He's the interim general manager, and they're going to look at a uh, permanent replacement. But it always kind of seemed like he did make some nice moves here and there, but just they got bogged down time and time again. Like the weird Gary Trent Jr. Norm, Norm, power swapperoo was always kind of weird then paying him. I don't know, man. It sort of felt like this had come to a very obvious end of its uh, run. And it was either O'Shea trading Dame to save his job or O'Shea getting fired and they found just calls and that's what happened. 
Nice one. Ah, the Hornets got slapped down by the Kovacs. Four players, Lamelo. That's right, Lamelo Ball. I guess it must be COVID season. It's bowling season. COVID season. Jalen McDaniels, Mason Plumley, old Plums, and Terry Rouse. Hey, scary Terry. They go into the health and safety protocols. Pretty brutal. Didn't matter today. They still won. Pretty gnarly. Uh, the Bulls. They added another player to their COVID uh, struggles. Kobe White uh, was joined by Javante Green, and LeBron had a bit of a whinge about all the, you know. The testing processes and whatnot. And I feel like he had a bit of a point. So he had, as the details have come out, so we've talked about this on Friday's show where he had like eight negative tests and it did feel very much like LeBron calling Adam Silver and going, right, Adam, what are we doing here? And he's like, okay, LeBron, you can go play again. I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Uh, but it did seem a bit fucky. So LeBron gets a negative test, then he gets a positive and they're like meant to then test again after a positive. Instead... They basically fucking told him to pack his bags and get back to LA on his own dime. He can't go with anybody. So the team charted him a plane back from Sacramento, goes back to LA without getting another test. And so obviously that test turns out to be the false positive, throws everybody for a loop. He has a million other negative ones. And he's like, yeah, it's a bit fucky. I'm a bit frustrated. I'm a bit angry. And he's kind of got a point. He hasn't played like three consecutive games, I think, so far this season. And it just, there's always kind of something it's a bit weird, a bit odd, so I can imagine he'd be angry, but at the same time, it's all, all okay now. Where's Matthews? He's back. Back in the books. Uh, he's going to sign with the Bucks, apparently. Kind of nice, 12-year vet. They uh, waived George Malakabalala Shililubi. Yeah, I'm not going to try that name. Uh, you remember Wes Matthews last year? He was on the Lakers for a bit, and he's going back to the Milwaukee Bucks. That's north. Hopefully, uh Wes can go out there and kick some ass, take some names. And uh, I guess the last little bit of news, well, the Suns, the 18-game win streak is over. Oh, isn't that sad? Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one. But look, good game came of it. Good couple of games, at least. So let's, with that in mind, let's do the game wrap. Let's do it. Come on, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. Game wraps. Tell you what, I'm sitting here in all this fucking pain. I'm very proud of myself for riding the bike with a squid on the back to daycare this morning. I could have taken the car, but I didn't. Not all heroes wear capes, but, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just like, Jesus, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> I can't move now. Uh, Saturday, we had some really weird games. Kyle Lowry went absolutely fucking ham, and Miami beat the shit out of Indy. 113-104, outdueling my sweet baby carrots, Karis LeVert. 27. Uh, it's about time because Miami, obviously a bit of a mash unit themselves, traveling without Bam, no butts. Kyle Lowry stepped up in a big way, and uh, that was pretty handy. Cleveland? What? Hang on a second. Cleveland? Cleveland! Beat Washington in Washington, 116-101. Oh, but Jimmy, man, I thought Washington were good. I told you. I bloody well told you. Garland was awesome. He's going to pop up again later. Philly! Snuck by Atlanta in a hilarious game. Atlanta just like, hang on a second. Philly just got, oh, man, they got like nobody. 98-96 and B drops a 28-12 on them. Big win for Philly. And uh, it felt like a big win for that roster. They were just kind of like, look, you know, we're struggling with people in and out of the rotation. And we went in there and we actually beat them. That's good. Meanwhile, Atlanta, like, don't have three or four rotation players at the moment. So, yeah, good stuff. Minnesota played without Carl Anthony Townsend. Uh, gave Brooklyn a little bit of a scare. The Nets win at 110-105. KD just dropped a lazy 30-10-6. and 
Not bad, man. Not bad, eh? Orlando went absolutely hard as at Houston. 118-116. The Rockets win. Ice cold. Anthony has 26-7, and seven, but it's Eric Gordon. With the dribble, dribble, dribble. Oh, I'm going to go into the paint and just throw up a bit of a uh, jumper. It went in this time. You might remember earlier in the season, he tried the same thing. Clank, no dice. Eric Gordon gets the win. 118-116. The New Orleans Pelicans. What a world. They beat Dallas. 107-91, spindles out Jules Luca. Luca then sits out in the next game against the Grizzlies because he's uh his ankle doesn't quite feel right. I'll tell you what, here's two teams that it's wildly difficult to get a beat on. So the Pelicans beat the Mavs by 16 points here and then today lost to Houston. So I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Boston played a really fun... This is probably the most fun game of, the, uh, of that day. Utah beat Boston 137-130. Tatum went off. He had 37. Conley, Gobert uh, were really good for Utah. And Utah get the win. Phoenix, Golden State, though. This is it. This was it. It was the end of the 18-win uh, streak for Phoenix. 118-96. to uh, Golden State win it. Even with Steph kind of not, like, playing out of his skin, like... It was just a really good team win for Golden State. And it was kind of the inevitable, uh, we beat you last time, uh, loss for Phoenix. And then Golden State make a couple of adjustments, boom, they get the win this time. Their defense was really good, though. Phoenix just couldn't get into any sort of a rhythm. It was bizarre. And then finally, the LA, Battle of LA. The Lakers lose to the Clippers, 119-115. LeBron back for this. Uh, AD was pretty good. LeBron was pretty good. But the Clippers just... Ran over the top of them. It was pretty weird. I'll tell you that much. Fun game, though. Rut row for the Lakers time. Denver on Sunday. They beat the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City. 113.99. Chicago beat Brooklyn. What a horrible day for New York. 111.107. Huge. Huge come from behind. Went for the Bulls. Just a DeMar DeRozan KD, like, shooting from the hip. Ding, ding. Like, awesome battle. Uh, Miami, they be, they lost to Milwaukee, sorry. Without Giannis, Milwaukee kicked the shit out of them. 124.102. I think I picked that because, uh, yeah, with Miami on a back-to-back on the road, bit of a rough one. That's what you get on the big jobs. Dallas, they lose to Memphis without uh, your man Luca, 97-90 because of Desmond Bain. He was awesome and then talked some shit afterwards. Uh, he had 29. San Antonio, the San Antonio Banderas was 112. Golden State on a back-to-back, 107. Called it. Uh, Desert White and DeJunte Murray were amazing down in the stretch. DeJunte Murray's, like, layup to put them back up four, like, right at the end was beautiful. Uh, Boston kicked the shit out of Portland, which is a bit gnarly. So they go from Utah to Portland and then just absolutely bloody. The Blazers 145 to 117. They're loving it too. Peyton Pritchard's dropping bombs. They're going absolutely bonkers. Sacramento, they also turn around and beat the Clippers. The NBA is a shambles this year. Who knows what's going to happen? Sacramento, the Clippers on a back-to-back, lose by five, and Sacramento beat them. It's crazy. And then today, Cleveland... Put up an amazing fight against Utah. Utah just hold on to win this one. 109-108 in Cleveland. Cleveland! Amazing game, though. Charlotte, they held on to beat Atlanta. 131-27 without, like, half their roster. Washington, they lost to Toronto. 102-90. Just, I told you. I told you. They are who we thought they were. And the New Orleans Pelicans, they lost to Houston. 108-118 in hilarious fashion. With that in mind, let's do some weekend winners and losers. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is 
me, Ken Brockman. Brockman. You get a <clears> shot <throat> of me. You get a shot of me. There you go. Winners, Golden State. Oh, but Jimmy, man, they lost as well, hey? Yeah, but still, that win over Phoenix was just a nice reminder of what they can do, right? Like, no booker for Phoenix, sure, but you still got to beat a team that's hotter than the sun. And uh, they gave him the clamps and ran away with it. It was awesome. Like, sure, they dropped that Spurs game, but you get that on the big jobs. And Spurs are playing out of their fucking skin right now. So, I mean, either way, like, Steph's playing his ass off. The role players are looking great for Golden State still. And they just, they're still equal top spot with Phoenix. So, they come out of this weekend feeling pretty good about themselves. But speaking of which, the Spurs, they're another weekend winner because they're turning it around. They've been sneaky, one of my favorite sort of teams, if you listen to the picks. At the end of each show, they're just a bit sneaky. They're now eight and thirteen. They've won four on the trot. So remember, they were four and thirteen at one point. It was looking dire as shit, and it's sort of their young dudes are just playing that little bit better, and they're just taking care of business in games like this where the opposition's on a back-to-back. They might be a bit worn down, but goddamn, that like they kick the shit out of Golden State, even though Golden State made it a game right at the end, right? Like. It was a huge. It was like a twenty-one to four run where the Warriors like, hang on a second, man, we might still win this, eh? And the Spurs like, oh shit, 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 shit. And then Murray and White dropped like eight points between them to one, and uh, they nearly blew an eighteen-point lead, but they held on. So good job, Spurs. I just love Dejounte Murray and Teenage Mutant Yaka Pertle. But the thing about the Spurs is they just have all these sort of. Uh, different versions of switchable wings who kind of can shoot threes. They got Lonnie Walker. They got Devin Vassell. They've obviously got Derek White. Uh, you got Calden Johnson, and they sort of just roll it out there and go, "All right, fellas, have a go." And sometimes they're like right there with you the entire game. Sometimes they'll uh, not be on, and it's all over. But still, good job, Spurs. Weekend winners, the Clippers. Sure, they lost to Sacramento, but they won the Battle of LA, and that's all that matters. They never trailed as well. And even though they never quite landed like the killing blow, it felt like all game. They just kept them at arm's length and won a weird, choppy, shitty game. Like Mook, he was going off. Duckman, how good was Luke Kennard down the stretch of that? Hit a couple of threes right at the end. It's like, holy shit. Uh, the best bit is now, I think that means the Clippers have beaten the Lakers four straight times, all since Ty Lue took over as their coach, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, whatever. Ignore the loss to the Kings. Good job, Clippers. Ah, the Duckman! I love it. He killed the Lakers. That was hilarious. Those clutch-ass threes were sick. Like, it's 17 in the second half. They won that game because of Luke Kennard, the Duckman. Incredible scenes. And a night especially where Paul George wasn't exactly lighting it up, the rest of the Clippers stepped up. It was pretty cool. Memphis! Ah, they've won four straight without Jar. The craziest part is... When they beat Dallas yesterday, they became the first NBA team in 25 seasons to have a streak of four-plus wins that have been wire to wire. So not only did they beat the bloody Thunder by a record 73 points, they've won four straight without Jar Morant, wire to fucking wire. That's insane. They took so like such good care of business against the Luka and Extreme Zinger Meal-less... Extreme Zinger Meal. Uh, Mavs. Just one of those games where... If you're a team like the Grizz, you're like, well, we're undermanned and so are they, but we'll be all right. You blow those games. Nope, they didn't. That's how good they are. They took care of business. Love to see it. The Bulls! They're looking good, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yes. Uh, They do the New York sweep. They beat the Knicks prior to the weekend, then turn around and beat the uh, Nets in a huge game. Big come from behind win. DeMar DeRozan just 
the balls on him. Lonzo hitting that three right at the end and putting him back up five. It was huge. He's talking shit. The Bulls have got a bit of swagger about him now. They're looking good. They're 16 They're only a half game back on the Nets now as well. Their point differential is above the Nets and the Bucks, so they're, I think they've got the best in the East. So they're cruising. They're crushing it. They've won three on the trot now. Bulls, even without Kobe. Kobe White, looking good, feeling good. Uh, who else do we have? We have weekend winners, the Cleveland. Oh, my God, the Cleveland. Cleveland! Cavaliers, oh, my Lord. So they lose to the Yaz today. It's a soft, Jay. Uh, but they almost didn't, if that makes sense. But really, because, like, this is more about the win on Saturday over the Wizards, right? Like, because that's how good they've been. They kicked the fuck out of the Wizards to the Cavs. It was 81-48 at one point. They ripped off a 19-zip run. It was insane. They're up 27 going to the fourth. Like, it wasn't close. And they came after they'd smoked Orlando by 13. They beat the Mavs by 18, and they beat the Heat by 26, right? Like, the Cavs are firmly in that creamy middle of the East. They've got a better point differential than the Wiz and the Hornets, and they nearly beat the Jazz today. Like, the Cavs belong. They're fucking good. I'm going to talk about Darius Garland again in a second. But Mobley, Kevin Love's got, like, a new lease on life. Rubio's just sort of doing stuff. Jarrett go the Allen should probably be an all-star. Like, they're fun. It's awesome. It makes very little sense, but jeez. Man. And Garland, look, they could have won that Jazz game. I don't know. Like, the Jazz kind of played down to shit, but whatever. Uh, speaking of which, Utah, <laughs> their weekend winners. Two big wins, one at home over Boston, then taking care of that pesky Cavs team. Like, Donnie Mitchell has found his uh, stroke again, and sort of as as long as he's on song, they can beat anybody. If he's even a little bit off, it gets a lot tougher, but still, Utah can only beat the teams in front of you. And that's exactly what they did on the weekend. Ergo, Weekend winners. Same goes to the Raptors. They backed up that win over the Giannis-less Bucks with a huge win over the Wiz. Uh, Sam, that was today, right? Yeah, so that keeps them right there on the edge of the East Creamy middle. I think they're at the 11 or 12 spot. And that's how competitive the East is. The Knicks, who we're going to talk about in a second, they're 11. The Raps are 12. The Pacers are in 13th right now. That's insane. What a world. So you've really got 13 fairly competitive. Well, maybe not Indy. We're about to talk about them. At least 12 very competitive teams in the East. It's crazy. Whereas you go 12 deep in the West and like suddenly you're talking about Sacramento, the Spurs, and suddenly the streaking Houston. And that's who we're talking about, Houston. The Houston Rockets now own the longest win streak in the NBA. That's right. The Houston Rockets. Jimmy, are you are, are you right? Yes. The Houston Rockets have won six on the trot. That win over the Pelicans today. They're now seven and sixteen. They were one and sixteen. That is absolutely fucking bonkers. And it was just a nice reminder from Eric Gordon. He's like, "The uh, yo, can, just remember, can you guys please trade me? Like, I'm good." The game sealer against Orlando. The Rockets aren't horrible. What a world. They've won six straight. And obviously the last weekend winner is everybody in Portland, all the Blazers fans and just Portland Trailblazers because Neil O'Shea's gone. So hopefully it'll be nicer to work there now. Oh, wasn't that good? And maybe they'll make a weird, crazy trade. But I don't know. It's a bit weird for a, uh, you know, interim GM to come in and do that. Either way, let's do some weekend losers then, shall we? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut, Shut up. up. Loser. Losers. Loser. Ah, Portland. 
But Jimmy, man, you just had them on the winners thing. Yeah, but they also suck. Like, Boston beat the fucking pants off him on a road back-to-back. You can't allow that. Like, Schroeder torched him, Tatum fucked him up. Portland, just as a basketball team, Dame's not there, and they're just shit. Like, you think CJ McCollum, for all the raps that he receives, at this point be like, well, it's my team now. Just watch what I can do. No. They're a shambles. An absolute shambles. It's a tough one because you get a first-year coach, and even Chauncey Billups is out there going, uh, yeah, look, it is a bit weird that our bench ins- tries to inspire our starters because, uh, fuck if I know, man. Like, usually it's the other way around. And, like, so when your coach is like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, man. It's a bit fucking crazy, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you're shit, and you're fucked up, and you're definitely a weekend loser. Wizards! They got brutally beat down by Cleveland, then they got smoked today by the Raptors as well. So they're 14 and 10. Dinwiddie and Beal are struggling to fuck. They can't hit shit. Kuzma's shot has just fallen back to her. Trez has been well held the last couple. KCP was awesome today, BT Dubs. Uh, he had like 26 or something, but he's still notorious KCP. 3 and D, as one game every so often, we're like, oh, hello. Uh, but they look exactly like the Wiz we thought we'd have, right? And I'll say till I'm blue in the face, look, you have a professional basketball team in Washington who are perfectly balanced to be perfectly okay. Okay, they're not going to be challenging for the top spot unless Beal goes absolutely fucking ham and averages 30 a game as well. Dinwiddie will have these streaks where he looks absolutely fucking horrible like he's forgotten how to play basketball. He will probably turn that around. But this weekend, they've dropped two in a row. They've lost to the Raps and the Cavs, two teams that would be, you know, ideally below them in that East creamy middle. So their weekend loses. But the weirdest part is over their last 11, they've gone four and seven. Beal's averaged a 20.6 rebound, four assist stretch. He's gone 45% from the floor, 28% from three. Dinwiddie's averaged eight, four and four. He shot 32% from the field. And David Spadan, stupid damage speed, can't hit the fucking side of a barn. <laughs> like, they're the high, three highest paid dudes on that team, and they're just shit at the moment. So, I don't know. Speaking of shit, the Mavs! Ah, oh, come on, man. They don't have, like, the extreme zinger meal. The extreme zinger meal. Or Luca. But at the same time, just this roster sucks. Like, Tim Hardaway, the lesser, he's out there running around. They can't beat the Grizzlies without Jar. They got shit pumped by the pals. Spindles fucked them up. I'm not entirely convinced Jason Kidd's a good coach. You know that. If you've listened to this program at all. I did spend a year watching him in Brooklyn. It sucked then. (laughs) It's not much better now. Just brutal scenes for the Mavs. The tricky part is, it's really hard to see what actually vaults them up into a different level. Maybe there's a Miles Turner for the Extreme Zinger Meal. Extreme Zinger Meal. Sort of trade to make... I don't know. The Mavs just feel weird. You know? Lucas sort of just looks a little bit nicked up, and that's never good, but either way, the Lakers! They're also weekend losers. They lost to the Clippers. That's always going to make them a weekend loser. The weirdest part is, like, the two LA teams are 12 and 12, so they're both 500, uh, but the Lakers just feel that much more shaky, don't they? Always going to feel that much more shaky because you got that many vets. Malik Monk can go off in the second half like he did against the Clippers, and it doesn't matter because Luke Kennard goes off in the second half and out jewels him out of nowhere. But look, LeBron's out here getting, you know, complaining about the protocols and they've lost to the Clippers four straight times. They just don't seem to have any sort of identity 
Because at least in the last couple of years, you'd be able to go, wow, we're a defensive team, and we're like, comes to nut crunch time, we've still got LeBron and AD, and this year the defense is shit, and they're just not good. Meanwhile, Kareem is reprimanding and dunking on LeBron, which I'm going to talk about later. New York, just as a city. Their weekend loses. They got swept again. Uh, this week it was Chicago. Last week it was Phoenix. It's just going to keep on happening. It's hilarious. Because weekend loses, the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City lost their third straight. This time, Denver. Denver, the one-man team, go into New York and beat the Knicks. A supposedly hard-nosed team. We're trying to find our identity. Well, I don't know. Maybe you should beat the one-man team. I know that he's like an MVP, but shit, New York. And the same goes for Brooklyn. That loss to Chicago. They're also weekend losers. What are you doing, James Harden? He can't hit a fat man hoop. Brooklyn can't. Can't hit a fucking shot to save his goddamn life. They're just leaning on KD to play 80 fucking million minutes every season now. And I feel like that game to Chicago is a team that a... Well, it's a game that a good, great team doesn't lose, right? They're up 11, I think, in the, what, halfway through the third. And it looked like they had it. But that was gone by the fourth, like the start of the fourth. KD sort of, like, tried to stem the tide. But Harden just couldn't hit anything. And, like, the Nets' defense, like, you can't hang your hat on that. And the Bulls went fucking just, all right, well, I'll take that shot that I like. And they hit everything. It was incredible. So, yeah, Brooklyn... Talk about identity problems, like similar to the Knicks, similar to the Lakers. Like, if you want to try to describe those teams, Brooklyn, you go, well, it's KD and Harden. And you're like, well, but Harden's kind of shit house. You'll have a really good game, you know, once a week, and then the other couple will just be shit. Patty will go off, and then, like, the rest of the dudes can't hit anything. It's crazy. Uh, Danny Tice. Jimmy, that's a bit harsh. Why is he a weekend loser? Well, the Rockets sit him, and they go on a six-game winning streak. They move him from the starting rotation and go, Danny, would you fuck off? And he's like, aww. But you guys brought me here. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Boom. They win six straight games. Tough scenes. The Hawks! They lose to Philly. Then they got Kelly Oubre today and Miles Bridges by the Hornets, uh, who didn't have like half their fucking team, which is pretty crazy. Look, I know the Hawks have injuries as well, but like, the starters for the Hornets today were Gordy Haywood, Miles Bridges, Kelly Oubre, and like Ish Smith and Nick Richards. And if you don't know who Nick Richards are, look, I'm not going to blame you. He's like their second-round pick from last year. Like, it's fucking crazy. He was their starting center. Like, they shot 51% from the floor to the Hawks and 17 to 37 from three. And they lost because they also let Charlotte shoot 17 to 37 from three and over 53% from the floor. And that's how you lose. So that's how you become a weekend loser. You have a bad weekend. You lose two close games. They should have won, but they didn't. Your weekend losers. And finally, the Pacers. Talk about teams that I've just got fucking zero handle on. They've lost four straight and looked horrible this entire stretch. They shouldn't be bad, but they've just like, look, it's a pretty hard stretch of the like season, right? They're playing, I think they've lost four straight. They lost to the Bucks, the Wolves, the Hawks, and the Heat. They've played a couple of those pretty close, but they've lost them all. Like, it makes no goddamn sense. They're a good team, aren't they? Question mark. I don't know, but either way, they're working losers because of that fucking belt of Miami and they're a mess. Hurry up and do a trade. <laughs> Just do something, Paces. You stink. All right, let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the weekend. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, I'll tell you how to weekend. Jason Tatum, 37-6-5 against Utah. They lose that, though. But he then dropped 31-10-4 on 9-17 of 17 shooting against Portland. Had himself a weekend. 
Yeah, I guess you could say I'm back. But this is the thing with Tatum. He'll give you these little flashes of like, oh, shit, he's back to dominating. The thing is, can he keep it up? Can he keep it up? Where's the consistency? Jason, let's see you keep doing this because that'll be really fun if you can. Donnie Mitchell had 34-6 against Boston. And then today, look, was just like, oh, shit, we better win this Cleveland game, eh? And he had 35-6. and six. Like, not bad, bro. 34-6, and 35-6. and six. Love the consistency. Joker against the Knicks, 32-11-5. He was unreal. Absolutely dismantled the Knicks and talked shit to Spike Lee. And then who else? Oh, Miles Bridges and Oubre. Mentioned those guys. 32 for Bridges, 28 for Oubre against a team like Atlanta. Also missing a bunch of starters. But Bridges and Oubre just sort of put the team on their back and went, right, all right, let's not lose this. And boom, that's exactly what happened. But come on. I really want to give this one to Darius Judy Garland. That's right, Judy! 32-8-10 against Washington. 31-4-5 against Utah today. He shot 11-19 of today, 5-8 of eight from downtown. Nearly won him the game. He was unreal, but what a weekend. 32-8-10, 31-4-5. They beat Washington. They just lose to Utah, and it's their pretty unheralded highest draft pick you know, due to injuries. Darius Judy Garland isn't on too many people's radar. I fucking love him. And if you've got any money on him for most improved player of the year, I'm just saying, you'd be as smart as me. Uh, but he's going to be the NBA Australia Pro Performance of the Weekend. Uh, we had Tatum, though, Donnie Mitchell, Joker, Miles Bridges, and Oubre. An absolute murderer's row. Awesome weekend. What a good... Oh, I just love... I love basketball, bro. I just fucking love it. And also, the NBL's back. How good is that? All right, spot of the night. Whoa, that's the wrong one. This one. Spud, 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 just imagine, oh, of seven. You're like, my name's Eric Bledsoe. I'm here to shoot the basketball. Oh, Mr. Moore. Two of 11 for Bruce Brown against the Bulls. Now, Bruce Brown, uh, one of those, oh, kind of do everything, do him a job kind of dudes that they've got on Brooklyn. I also don't know if I've ever seen an NBA rotation player just be so fucking completely unable to hit shots as close to the bucket as Bruce Brown. He somehow every time manages strong arm shit or just like can barely hit the rim. Like, it's bizarre. Like, it's unfathomable at times how bad he can be that close to the rim. Like, he's got such bad touch. Like, I think he was 0 of 1 from 3. So that's 10 shots that he's gone on the inside. He hit 2 or 10. In a crucial game that they lose by, like, what? 4 points? That's insane. What are you doing, Brucey? Bruce, you fucked us. You fucked us this time, Bruce. Man, brutal. Uh, he also went, I think, 0 of 4 in the game against Minnesota. So not a great weekend for Bruce Brown. Uh, Harden, he went 5 of 21 against the Bulls. So, look, we can't just shit on just Bruce Brown because James Harden missed 16 shots. Jesus. Jordan Clarkson had a rough one today. He went 3 of 14. There goes my hero. 4 of 17 against the Bucks. Tyler Hero. Thanks for coming. 7 of 28 for Steph. The other day as well for the Warriors. Spencer Dinwiddie, 3 of 11. of 1 from downtown. Thanks for coming, Spencer. Oh, bro, can I get my contract paid out with, like, um, crypto? And I think I'm going fa- to, I'm gonna like, crowdfund my uh, contract so I don't have to pay for this. What are you talking about, Spencer? 
Shut up. Jesus. Nah, man, I'm going to get all my fans to buy out my contract. What are you on about, you nutter? Anyway, uh, my favourite. I've got three left. Sniper alert. Sniper alert, Reggie Bullock. Oh, I better ride sniper alert on my shoes and then come after anybody who comes after me, man. He went. What What would you guess he went? If it's a sniper alert for Reggie Bullock, was it, would you guess two of nine? Yeah. Maybe one of seven from three? Sniper alert! One of seven from three. Thanks for coming, Reggie Bullock. Three of 17 for campaign. Hey, man, why did the Suns lose that game, bro? Was it campaign going three of 17? Well, maybe two assists, four turnovers. And, of course, one of the all-time favorites here at NBA Australia. Oh, for spot of the night, it ought to be... The Davis Bertans Memorial Spot of the Night. One of seven. One of seven in that same game. Look, they were all just bad. Bill goes four of 12. Dinwiddie has mentioned three of 11. Four of 11 for Kuzma. But Davis Bertans in Stupidamish Beard, he was a minus 19 in 14 minutes. That is absolutely fucking... He went one of seven from the floor, 0 of six from three. He had one rebound and two points. Thank you for coming. Davis Batans. Yes, that's the guy you need to pay $85 million. Who was Old Mate No Mates? Old Mate No Mates. 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 Who's got No Mates today? How about our boy Josh Green? Who's Josh Green? Josh Greeny Green gets fucking the drive-by from Desmond Boone. Um, when the Grizzlies beat the Mavs, after the game, Desmond Boone just like dunking on everybody for not taking him. He's like, yeah, man, look, when I come out here against teams that, you know, I thought could take me, and it's like, every team could have taken you, Desmond. Weren't you like the 30th pick, bro? And he's like, yeah, but I wanted to be on the Mavs, and they, you know. Uh, he then said, Josh Green was drafted before me, and I don't even know if he played tonight, but that's on them. Josh Green's going to be sitting there, bro, that's not my fucking fault. <laughs> like, holy shit. It's not Greeny's fault the Mavs don't know their ass from their elbow, and like, Jason Kidd's their fucking coach. Hashtag free Josh Green. If he was getting as much run as Desmond Bain is, holy shit, who knows what Greeny could be doing. Of course, Greeny's just got to lift his game on the defensive end, but still, Greeny hasn't missed a shot all December, so settle down, Desmond Bain. Anyway, I don't know why Desmond Bain just decided to throw Josh Green under the bus. And it's like, yeah, let's just get him out there and fucking see what he can actually do, as opposed to being buried on a uh, team where they've got about a million goddamn wings Playing his exact position. Panting of the night. Uh, Fred Van Vliet of the Fighting Van Vliet put Dan Gafford in the spin cycle. Uh, then he lost the ball and regathered it, whipped it around his own back, and then launched the jump shot. It was amazing. <laughs> Just go check out the Fred Van Vliet clip. It's great. Dan Gafford's like, where am I? What am I doing? Oh, fuck. Oh, no. He's lost it. Oh, good. And then Fred Van Vliet just goes, no, I've got this. Bang. Insane. Uh, Gobert, he yammed on Jared Allen. The clutch jam as well, which is awesome. It was like a a minute 40 left in that game today. Bang. That put Utah up three. And then right after, like a minute later, Evan Mobley uh, sent Donnie Mitchell back to fucking Salt Lake City. Like so effortless. He just like ate up Donnie Mitchell's shot. Donnie Mitchell's like, I'm going to drive. I'm going to like maybe get fouled or like just get this bucket. Evan Mobley's like, no, you're not. Fuck off. Bang. It's like blocking your fucking little cousin. It was amazing. So good shit. A couple of good pantsings today. And uh, the Mobley one was awesome. It was very much like a year seven pantsing, like a year 11 or something. It was like, ah, you think you're tough? Fuck you, dickhead. Bang. Uh, what about better than Lonzo Ball? 
Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. How good was Lonzo's three in front of like the uh, the actual Nets crowd? He's out there talking shit. Uh, at the same time, Lonzo wasn't great. He ends up with eight points, nine rebounds, seven assists, three blocks, three turnovers. 3 of 10 shooting, 2 of 7 from downtown in the 40 minutes. They lose Caruso as well in that game, the Bulls. Uh, you know, pings his calf a little bit, so they're even down another player. But hasn't, oh, I should have probably mentioned DeRozan in the uh, performance of the weekend because his 29 points against uh, the Nets was fucking awesome. But better than Lonzo Ball today. So he goes off for uh, his 6, no, his 8, 9, and 7. Good job. Uh, how about Ice Cole, Anthony? 26 points, 7 assists. Awesome game against Houston. Uh, they tied the game because he scored eight straight points. It was absolutely great. And Franz Wagner, he had 17-5-5 five five as well. But Ice Cole Anthony, 26-7, and seven, he's absolutely fucking crushing it. And the, he almost won that game for them against Houston, but he didn't. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if you're up here with me on the Dennis Smith Jr. asteroid that's hurtling through space, barren of all life apart from me just in a spacesuit going, no, you're still okay, man. Tell you what, it was better than Lonzo Ball on the weekend. Dennis Smith Jr. goes off for 21 points, six assists, four rebounds, shot seven of 14, one of three from downtown, three steals as well. Guess what? I think we just found a little bit of uh, evidence of like you know cell formation on the DSJ asteroid. Hurtling through deep space. I'm stuck here by my mouth going, no, he's still good. He's a number nine pick. He'll be right. Ah! <laughs> and finally, dickhead of the weekend. Dickhead of the week. And uh, this could always be Draymond um, just because he just is hilarious and I love him. And he also put up a massive almost, what, quintuple single? Nine, 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 six, and three. There's only seven players in NBA history have dropped a nine, 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 six, and three in a game. He backed it up with a nine, eight, nine, one, one against the Spurs as well. You love to see that. But I want to give this to Legends of the Week. Look, I think I made a pretty big hullabaloo about it last week, but the Suns winning 18 straight was fucking gnarly. You absolutely love that. Is it almost as impressive as the Rockets' current win streak? Because the Rockets are the first team in NBA history, but also NHL history, MLB history, and NFL history to win six straight games immediately after a losing streak of 15 or more games. That is absolute... The four major US sports, no one's ever done that. That is absolutely... Drop 15 straight and then win six straight. That's fucking gnarly. So... Legends of the Week, we go to the Suns, but also the Rockets. That's absolutely fucking awesome. Now, keep tanking and, uh, you know, <laughs> don't ruin your odds, you idiots. <laughs> right, yeah, Nas, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Time for some yeah, 
They're brought to you by thedailylicker.com from East Ninth Brewing if you're in Melbourne. It's party time. It's the holiday season, man. So if you need some presents or if you're going to a bunch of parties, just go to thedailylicker.com. Bring the bottle over to you. Don't get that Omicron Percy I8 strain of uh, COVID. Get the online bottle over to bring all your booze to you. That's what it's all about. All their ripper specials. you got beers, you got wines, you got cocktails. A million different types of beers as well. I've tried them all. They're all great. Uh, so go check it out, thedailylicker.com. It's for the Melbourne metro area, and you get same-day delivery if you order before noon. So go get around thedailylicker.com right now. Bang in the code STRAYER, and you get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA. You can drink them to the cows come home. Jeez. Punished a few of those in the weekend, too. So go check them out, thedailylicker.com. Use the code STRAYER. Get a free sixer on your mate, Jimmy. Right, yeah, Nas. We take a bunch of NBA storylines aside with them. More yeah or more nah. Number one, Dan Drusher. Yeah, nah, a team made solely of Aussie players not in the NBA would be more competitive than OKC without SGA and Giddy. Yeah, nah! Oh, yeah. I'd almost have to say yeah. Because if you think about, like, Aussie players not in the NBA right now, uh, if you put together a team like that, do they get beaten by the Grizzlies by an NBA record 73? I'd argue no. Give me some Brock Modem. Give me some Nick K. Give me some deli. Off we go. Who else is not out there at the moment? I mean, you've got plenty to choose from. And I feel like Dante not right now. He'd be out there crushing it. Bangers if his neck's okay. Thon. Shit, mate. You've got plenty of uh, dudes who could roll in there. And uh, I feel like they wouldn't lose by 73. Uh, Dan also throws in a yeah, nah. Ubre a candidate for most improved. This is a tricky one because I like this a lot. Yeah, nah. I'm going to say... Nah, because he might end up looking like a more improved version of Kelly Oubre, but I feel like he's burned too many bridges, right? Like Washington fucking hate him. Phoenix hate him. Golden State are like, this guy sucks. And then finally lands in Charlotte where he finds kind of like a nice little niche for himself. And Miles Bridges is like, you know, probably a better version of what obviously what Oubre is doing. Bridges has fallen off a uh, little bit, but... Ubre is just that more hit and miss that it's going to be more miss throughout the rest of the season than hit, you'd assume, unless he's, like, turned a random corner. We probably won't know that for another month. But I'll tell you what, Darius Judy Garland, just keep an eye out for most improved because if Cleveland, that's right, Cleveland. Cleveland! If they still, you know, keep this up, they keep winning, Garland will be the name alongside Mobley that'll be the reason for it, right? Allen might get all-star consideration. Garland might suddenly get into the all-star... Uh, conversation as well. So Ubre is probably right down the list at the moment, but when he does fire up, you're like, holy shit, maybe he has found a nice little home there in Charlotte where what he's asked to do off the bench is exactly what he's built for. And maybe he recognizes that this is his role and he'll be good. I don't know. It's a bit weird. Jazz Oz sent through the uh, image of the top MVP candidates, Steph, KD, and Giannis. Yeah, nah, how the fuck is CP3 not up there with Steph? Not only has he converted a fun potential play-in team to a, to a genuine contender for a ring, he's turned Booker into a genuine superstar and is driving a culture of team first despite the organization being run by a piece of shit. Yeah, nah, look, this is a really good one. CP3, I think the problem is he's never going to have like the individual numbers that Steph, KD, Giannis, and co. are going to put up, and like Joker as well to get him into that sort of top five of the MVP convo, convo because you'll have folks going, oh, why is oh, well, CP3 is like not even averaging much, man. Like he's not even scoring that much. It's like, yeah, but he's like 
36. <laughs> Phoenix now just don't lose ever. So maybe he should be up there. Well, the thing is, if they can get through this uh, little stretch here without Booker, uh, like CP3 is out there averaging a 14 and 10. It's not going to scream uh, MVP at you, but the way he's transformed that team into actually like a legit machine of winning between he and Monty Williams, it's fucking awesome. But yeah, it's going to be hard just with these raw numbers to go, well, he should be top five MVP, let alone top three. Whereas Steph, I mean, there's actual other elements on that Golden State team this year, but it still all revolves around Steph. Whereas on the Suns, you do have like the advantage of Booker, CP3, you know, multi-pronged attack. So Steph obviously has a little bit more shine on him, which is a bit weird. Uh, do you agree with Kareem? Uh, Kareem tweets out, last week LeBron was fired 15000 bucks for doing a big balls dancer. And then uh, Kareem says, for me, winning is enough. Why do you need to do a stupid childish dance and disrespect the other team on the court? It doesn't make sense. Goats don't dance. A, nah, because goats will dance. Have you seen goats dance? Goats do a bit of a dance. B, set it down, Kareem, where the old man yells at a crowd vibe. <laughs> cloud. Cl- crowd. Cloud. There you go. Old man yells at cloud. Why is it goat dance? Think of the children. All right, settle down, Kareem. We get it. LeBron was having some fun. It was awesome. Ugh. Finally, Brad McGagan, Jimmy, finally caught up on last week's app. Uh, last, yeah, the last one of last week. Lovely relegation idea, but we need to start the NBA too with some gun teams as well. So I suggest we bring in Barca, Real Madrid, Olympiacos, Maccabi, CSKA, Shanghai, Tokyo, and the Down Under Hammers. We'll make Shane the coach. When Patty takes over, we transition into the Down Under Thrills. Ooh. If not, it might be time for the Perth Bandits. <laughs> yeah, nah. I fucking... So if you listen to Friday's show, I'm talking about the relegation idea after the OKC debacle. And I do kind of feel like Adam Silver just completely shakes shit up. 32 teams in your top division. And then you go down to uh, NBA 2. You consolidate some of the G League so the actual teams are fucking good. And I love this addendum from Brad McKagan. Bringing in Barca, Real Madrid, make the NBA a complete actual worldwide sport. Relegation up, down. You do your... your I, I feel like if you make this big enough, the travel become... I mean, in a post-COVID world, no, who knows how the fuck that would work, but you would be able to have like your Euro leg of a uh, stretch of a road trip, etc., an Asian leg of your trip, etc. It'd be fucking gnarly. I absolutely love the addition of other teams from outside the US. Maybe you throw one in Mexico. I mean, you probably have one of your G League teams based in Mexico City. You've already added Vegas and Seattle as well in your expansion. But I love the idea. So the idea was like expand the actual NBA to your 32 and then contract some of the G League and still have your affiliate players or whatever, but... You've just got better teams, right? And then you can go up and down. I love it. We'd have to figure out the draft. But I love this idea of also throwing in Barcelona, Real Madrid, Olympiacos, Maccabi, Shanghai, Tokyo, and, uh, you know, CSKA, etc. The downhill hammers. The down under hammers. What am I talking about, downhill? That'd be great. I love this idea. Yeah, let's do that. Good job, Brad. <laughs> All right, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, I don't know if it's unpopular, but I don't want a white man can't jump remake. 
So this is uh, popped off, what, yesterday? And it's like, all right, we're going to do a white moon cut job remake. And it's like, why? It's like point break or total recall. We've already proven that it's a fucking stupid idea that's doomed to failure if you try to reboot perfection. There's literally no point in remaking White Man Can't Jump. It's the perfect movie. But as a quince. Like, fuck off! Just leave it! White Man Can't Jump. It's like perfect casting. They'll cast some other dudes. You're like, oh, that looks good on paper. And it's like nothing will ever replicate Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Like, Wesley not being able to play basketball is fucking hilarious now when you think about it. But still... Their insane, awesome chemistry, just the look of it, the way it was directed. Marquis Johnson, I'm going to get my car. I'm going to go to my car. I'm going to get my gun. Like, just, it's the perfect movie. Fuck off. We've learnt this lesson time and time again. Reboots fucking suck, especially when it's really good movies like Point Break, Total Recall, White Man Can't Jump. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right, Outback Take Us. It's Monday at our back, and you know what that means. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was just down the back paddock, beating the shit out of a kangaroo. Got him pretty badly, too. So guess what's on the menu today, boys? Roo burgers. Only at our back. That's right. Roo. Goes great as a flame grill take. And today's flame grill take is... Very clearly, the wheels are off in OKC, and Adam Silver should step in just like he did in Philly and send in the Colangelos. Collars and all. Only at Outback. That's right, Adam Silver needs to step in and come in over the top of Sam Presti and we'll see what happens. Only at Outback. I reckon this is where I'm kind of landing like with this, and I thought about this over the weekend. It's a bit fucky, isn't it, what OKC have done? Because Philly doing it and being so very overt about it as well, it's like, we're tanking for draft picks. Okay, see, like, we've traded away literally every good player we've got, and now we've got young dudes and a fuck ton of draft picks. We're literally paying Kemba Walker 25, 26 million bucks not to play for us this year. (laughs) Like, it's absurd. Meanwhile, Philly, they were just kind of like up front about it. It's like, yeah, look, we've got like a borderline NBA roster. We're trying to get like draft picks, etc. And Adam Silver's like, oh, you can't do that. That's just not the spirit of the thing. Whereas OKC, suddenly Giddy and SGA aren't there. And it's just a shit show. And not a peek from Adam Silver, a.k.a. Not sure about this, Adam. Needs his uh, VP of common sense. Six figures is all it's going to cost you, Adam. And you know my phone number. All right, we'll be back in a second with the Australian Player Watch. Right after this one. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Nice one. Good to see Chris uh, jumping on Matt Lowe's, uh, McLeod's podcast as well. Love to see that. Always good to hear from Chris. And Matt is uh, both friends of the program, both guests on NBA Australia as well. Got their own show now, so have a bit more of an Australian focus, won't it? Anyway. Let's do our Australian focus with uh, the Australian player watch. Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills. He was awesome in the win against Minnesota. Played his ass off. Just knocking in bombs everywhere. He went 4-9 from downtown, actually. 8-15 overall. Ends up with 23 points. I'll tell you what, he's gunning it. 
The only person who could slow Paddy Thrills down. Oh man, FIBA Paddy, World Cup Paddy, Olympic Paddy. It's like he's the same fucking Paddy. The only difference is he wasn't being coached by Greg fucking Popovich. I'll tell you that much. Three assists and a steal as well. In the loss to Chicago, a bit of a rough one though. He went two of five from downtown to that one. Five of ten from the floor. Twelve points, one rebound, one assist, one block and two steals. Uh, I'm just going to blame Bruce Brown again. <laughs> Jingling Joe Ingles in the win against Boston. He had nine, three and two. Uh, went three of five from the floor, all of which were threes. Good to see him knock, knock a couple in. And then the win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, he went seven, two and three. Three and nine from the floor. Only one of five from uh, downtown as well for Jingles. And that's the thing. Like, you know, if he's firing like he did, hitting three threes in the win against Boston, they look great. If he struggles just a little bit, yeah, Utah struggle as well. Aussie Matty 2! Matisse Tybal in that win over Atlanta. Uh, oh, of one from the floor. It was a three. He missed it. So he had zero points. Uh, four rebounds, one assist, and an anti-Strayan bias-led five bullshit fouls. I'm just saying. Josh Green! Uh, obviously, Cop that did not play against Memphis, but he did get out there against the Pelicans. He went one on one from the floor for his two points. He hasn't missed a shot in December. Because he's played two games. Missed that Memphis game, obviously, but he went 3-3 three three across those two games against the Pelicans, so it's perfect. Classic. And uh, that's it. Obviously, Josh Giddy was out uh, with the non-COVID illness, but okay, so he didn't play on the weekend, and Jock did not get out there against the Warriors uh, and put up his $4 trillion against the Blazers last weekend. So with all that in mind, let's do an Andrew Gay's Grand Mumber Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. It's the first Andrew Gay's Grand Mumber All right, clap it up, clap it up. Yeah, there you go. All right, so the reason I didn't mention DeMar DeRozan there uh, in that win against the Nets is because he's here. He was awesome. He and Levine were so fucking good in that game. But 29 for DeMar DeRozan. He shot 13 of 24. One of two from downtown, two of four at the free throw line. But basically went bucket for bucket with KD. It was awesome in the fourth. 29 points, six rebounds, three assists. He was unreal. But the craziest part is he's now the leading scorer in the fourth quarter for the entire NBA this season. He's scored 178 points in the fourth quarters. He's averaging 7.7 points in the fourth. He's shooting 53-46-90. That is absolutely fucking crazy. They're plus 69 with DeMar DeRozan in fourth quarters. That's the highest plus minus of any player with over 200 minutes. That is absolutely bonkers. He's even 5 of 11 from 3 in fourths. That's insane. So, look, I'm not saying that DeMar DeRozan has listened to NBA Australia, heard the slander, and gone, well, fuck you, Jimmy. I'm actually going to become a really good fourth quarter scorer. It's like, well, good on you, DeMar. I'm just here to watch you get better. And I love it. I love a good Bulls team. It always makes the NBA way more fun. Same with the Knicks. And DeMar, look, he's he's a gun. I love it. So, off you go, DeMar. Uh, Quick, here we go. Praise the love for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot his shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. All right, so really quick, uh, Shane Heal, shoot his shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award because it was the anniversary of Clay, the five-year anniversary of the game where Clay dropped 60, had the ball for 90 seconds, took 11 dribbles, and scored 60 points. 
It's absolutely incredible. Like, it's the fewest minutes ever played in a 60-point game as well, right? Like, 29 minutes. He had 60. It's fucking crazy. Harden had 60 in 31 minutes. Kobe had 33 minutes for his 60. Carmelo had 33 as well. George German had 20, uh, 33. 29 minutes. And he scored 60 fucking points. But this was the best one, right? Like, he went 21 of 33 from the floor. 18, 8 of 14 from 3. 11 dribbles. What a fucking time it was. 2016, Clay Thompson goes off for 60 points. 11 dribbles. <laughs> he had the ball for 90 seconds. And he had 60 points. I absolutely love it. And that is hammer worthy. Right, Paddy Bill's Game Day Ball Game Day Twitter check-in. This one's a jingling Joe Ingles Twitter check-in because he's uh, out there firing it up. Absolutely love this. So, uh, Brian Maxwell tweeted out, looks like Joe Ingles is whiffing on the chance to be the first sponsored athlete for Crocs uh, because the Jazz, they tweeted out a, you know, a bunch of photos repping Real Salt Lake and Match Day plus Joe Ingles and Crocs, you're welcome. Photo of uh, Boyan and Donovan Mitchell and Jingles. And Jing- Jingles retweets that saying, don't get used to me seeing seeing me in these photos. Well done, Trey Campbelling. Swearing emoji, swearing emoji. That'll be the... Uh, you know, photographer, I'm assuming. It looks like Joe Ingles whiffing on the chance to be first sponsored athlete for Crocs. Says Brian Maxwell. Jingles says, ha, 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 ha. And then Will McDougal replies and says, you can take the boy out of Adelaide, but you can't take the Adelaide out of the boy. Jingles retweets that. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. I love it. So Trey Campbell is actually the manager of basketball content over at Utah. So Jingles appreciated that. <laughs> The Crocs, are, it is a hilarious fit. Like, he's just 100% rocking some dad vibes, is old Jingles, and that's pretty funny. All right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm fucked, mate. Scored 60 on the bat, took a couple of fucking wickets, and I'm just ruined. Was it worth it? Oh, yeah, because of all those beers afterwards. It was worth it. Right, we went 11 of 20 on the picks over the weekend. Uh, pretty good. Obviously. So we're 189 of 343 for the season. So I'm just saying, we're uh, hitting at a pretty high rate. Uh, so tomorrow we've got 10 games. We've got Philly. Them go, they're going to Charlotte, a uh, busted up Charlotte team. Philly are five and a half point fi- favorites on the road. And I'm going to take that because I think Embiid could feast. And Charlotte, I don't know, man. It's just going to be a bit of a rough one without Rose, without Lamello, without Plums. It's going to be a lot of bridges, a lot of Ubre again. Gordy Haywood will probably do a bit, but I think Philly can outlast him and beat him. So give me the five and a half from Philly. OKC, they go to Detroit. Um, OKC, look, we don't know. This is a tough one because you don't know if SGA or Giddy will be back. It's in Detroit anyway. I'll take the Pistons, four and a half point favorites at home. I'll just take that and uh, we'll see how we go. OKC will probably bounce back. They do play teams pretty tough, but without SGA and without Giddy, I can't trust at the moment, so I'll take Detroit. Washington, they go to Indiana. In the Annapolis, <laughs> plus five and a half. Washington are underdogs all of a sudden. The wheels are off for the Wizards. I'm actually going to take that. I'm going to take the five and a half for the Wizards because the wheels are also off in Indy. They stink. They are playing at home. But Washington need to turn this around pretty fucking quickly, and I think this might be the game. Tricky part is Indy do as well. So I think this will be really close. So I'll take the five and a half points, and I think Indy might end up winning this, but it's like by four. Uh, Memphis, they go to Miami. Miami without Bam. Uh, Memphis, obviously, without Jar. I might take the Grizzlies plus five and a half as well on the road. A couple of road underdogs. 
I think Memphis just play really, really hard. And they've kind of got like the wing dudes to throw at Miami. So I'll take Memphis plus five and a half. We'll see what happens. It might be a uh, big scoring outbreak. Who knows what could happen in that one. But I'll take the five and a half. Chicago, they host Denver. Minus four and a half point favorites are the Bulls at home. I'm taking the Bulls. I think Denver, getting that win in New York, it's going to be a bit tougher to play Chicago. Even without Caruso, and they're a little bit decimated themselves with the old COVID. I just think they'll have enough uh, Chicago to win that one. Cleveland, they go to Milwaukee. Or it's Algonquin for the good land. The Bucks are eight and a half point favorites. I'm going to take Cleveland because if we don't know if Giannis is going to be back or not, I'm just going to take the Cavs. And to be honest, I'll probably take the Cavs anyway. Plus eight and a half, even though they're on a back-to-back. Give me Cleveland plus eight and a half. Minnesota, they host Atlanta. I'm going to take the Wolves minus one and a half. Atlanta, with all those injuries, I think Minnesota might be able to pull this one off. If Carl Anthony Towns is back especially, they should be all right. So I'll take the Wolves. San Antonio, they go to Phoenix. That is a belter. Shades of 2007, bro. 2008 as well. Oh, man. It's going to be 2010, man. What do you reckon? Uh... Seven and a half point underdogs are the Spurs. I might take that as well. A lot of underdogs. Here we go. Underdog time. And uh, yeah, Phoenix, look, in terms of blowing out teams, San Antonio, I just can't quite see it. Seven and a half is a lot of points. Give me the Spurs. Orlando, they go to the Golden State Warriors. They're 14 and a half point underdogs. That's so... When are you going to learn? Orlando are pretty bad, but not that bad. Shit. Golden State might win this, but look... Orlando will do a weird backdoor cover. They'll lose by 12. So give me the plus 14 and a half. And then finally, Clippers go to Portland. What a weird game this is. The Clips are one and a half point favorites in Portland. And I'm going to take it <laughs> because Portland are a rabble. I mean, Portland probably should bounce back and win this, but I don't know what based on. Like the Clippers losing to the Kings, they'll bounce back from that. Maybe. Ooh, nah. Yeah, I'll take the Clippers. Fuck it. Minus one and a half. And there you go. Jeez, it's a big weekend wrap-up show for you. Ten games tomorrow. That'll be awesome. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap all that up for you. Lots going on. Should be absolutely fucking mental. Hopefully, I'll feel a little bit better tomorrow, too, that much. Uh, so follow NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IG, roll over the socials. Check it, NFL Australia with myself and Gaz each week, chopping it up about the NFL. Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Go check out his season finale. Check out FWCIE on Twitter as well. The links to future episodes. Get around nbaastro.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Thanks to all those who have uh, actually gotten some merch in the last couple of weeks. It's been fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Couriers are still delivering shit, so yeah, it's fucking sweet. Thanks, all. Uh, get around uh, rating and review us on the podcast app that you're using right now. If you can rate and review, it makes a big difference. Come on, help us out. Manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off and free shipping there. Look after your family jewels the way they deserve. Thedailyliquor.com. Get a free six-pack with the... Uh, code Strayer. And same with uh, Knowable. Download that. Get smart today. Bang in the Code Strayer and get 20% off. That's pretty smart. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band House Hats. Their album running out of time is out now. And big thanks also go to Joshua De La Rentis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, Spotify, heavy listening tunes. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you... And that's it. All right, well, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. Uh, we're going to finish off with a brand new Deli review. That's right, he's back. It's been too long. We had to bring him back. So this is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? We'll see you tomorrow. Later, hosen.
boy, how the fuck are you? I'm back! Oh, fuck yes, that's right, it's your old mate Dally over here. Because little Joshy Washy Giddy has been doing the pop culture reviews and shit of late, hasn't he? But he's a bit sicky-wicky this week, so look, I got the call. I'm like, nah, I'm always fucking ready, man. Fucking chuck me in, bro. So, yeah, we look. We hope Joshy Washy gets better, but also, I'm fucking back, you mad dogs. How good is this? And I gotta tell ya, gotta tell ya, last time we spoke, I was still in fucking Cleveland. And we hadn't heard hide nor her about our old mate Thon as well. Just disappeared one day, fucking high off his nut from the guest house. We never saw him again. But So we sold the house in Cleveland and was like, fuck, I hope Thon doesn't come back and we're not here. <laughs> Whatever, but still. So yeah, like me and the missa and the squid are back in Straya and I fucking love it. Got on my family. It's like, fuck yeah, man. How good's free babysitting? Fucking, this is sick. But I'm back here playing for Melbourne United and shit. So it's a dream come true for your old mate, Deli. Grew up in Mirabara dreaming of playing for Melbourne United. Don't tell anyone that they didn't exist then or whatever, but yeah, nah, sick man, it's fucking awesome coming home and shit, we dealt with quarantine, aka Quaza, it was a bit fucked in the hood, but like then getting out and hanging with my best mate Plugger and some of the boys there down at the Park Hotel in Mirabara, fucking turned one on, went down to the old high school, did some days in the car park, fucking just good old times and shit, you know? Fucking sick ass, so sinking tents, doing dough, it's just the good shit, living large. But yeah, now I'm fitting fire, we've done like the pro season and shit for United, we've started the season now, fucking great, I can't wait to add an NBL championship to my trophy cabinet and stuff, can't fucking wait man, so yeah, but oh, anyway, so like now I'm back doing pop culture view here on uh, NBA Australia, because Joshy Washy's out man, so like, uh, I was like, fuck man, what have I watched, and I'm like, oh fuck, I watched that June movie, didn't I? Fucking... June, I gotta tell ya, bit of fucking sand. Holy shit, mate! They fucking love their spice as well. I'm like sitting there, what are they talking about spice for? Do they have like chili. You got any of that ground coriander? What about like turmeric? You motherfuckers, is that what they? No, nah, it's spice. It fucks up their eyes and shit. So I'm like watching it. I'm like, right, oh. So they go to this joint, fuck some shit up, sort it out, and then there's like Aquaman and shit. And I'm like. Is that Aquaman? What's he doing here? This is a desert. That bloke would fucking hate the desert, wouldn't he? What's going on? Oh, I'm a bit confused. And then there's like Oscar's Isaac and shit and Thanos and the fucking lady from Spider-Man's. What's her name? Zulin? Uh, not... Zen, Zen, Zendaya's! That's her fucking name. She's got one name like Prince. Or like me, Deli. Yeah. Anyway, so look, uh, I'd had too many beers before I went in. I was like concentrating to go take a lash here and there and shit. So I don't know what really went on. There was like a desert... Timothy Shamalamalay was in it as well. There's like some fucking fucked eyes and like sandworms and shit. I don't know what. I have no fucking clue what happened. So look, I don't know what it was all about, but I'll have to wait for it to come out on video and watch it again and shit. So yeah, look, it still gets 17 out of 10 Dally ones because of the fucking sick worms and Thanos and shit in it. So yeah, man. So like, go watch June and shit because it's fucking mental ass, man. So yeah. Anyway. Right, oh, no, that's it for this week. Oh, I fucking tell you what, it's good to be back. Yeah, fucking, I'll be back to pop in on the odd occasion during the season. Like, Joshy Washy, look, he does a good job, but look, fuck it. You know, you got to have the original back on the odd occasion, don't you? So, till then, later, fuckers, Deli out. <laughs>